following presentation is uncensored. It contains profanity, references to drug and alcohol addiction, and violence. Listener discretion is advised. The Real Thing is based on the Faith and More album, The Real Thing. First things first. Surprise, you're dead. Gentlemen, you've just come from out of nowhere. Travis's words helped me find some equilibrium. And with that, I, I we shook hands, we got out of that party, and we went on to the, the next kind of party. And that's what I remember, that he kind of saved me in that moment when everything was falling to pieces. After our conversation, I needed you all to pretend like this part of it didn't happen. I'll find you again. If you can work a way to get to the basement, I can help you. And when you lean in, this is for a good cause. Uh, and I'll go and I'll light the joint up and take a puff of it to make sure it's going and then give it over to the DJ so that she can just kind of keep things moving without having to. And when he sees that, he's and then keeps dancing. Why didn't I? Yeah. And she just puts it in her mouth and then leaves it there, right? Yeah. Puffs while mixing and whatever. I'll, I'll give her a thumbs up back and then I'll, I'll go back down to my, my friends and I, I see Riggs there trying desperately to get our attention now, so I think we can go back to the bar. <laughs> Coming off the dance floor, right? Travis and Stanley. You each have a discovery. Travis, you had a previously had a discovery about Lord the sorcerer. Sir. Yes, sir. He, you were saying something about how he, you were inviting the guys here, and he sort of like surreptitiously convinced you to come to this party, and we'll show you a new world, give you a new experience you've never tried. So something happens for both of you after dancing on the dance floor. You're looking at the party, and. Coming off the dance floor, feeling that yeah. buzz, of that you know, that pure buzz, that pure high, and, and things don't look quite as awesome as they did maybe ten minutes ago. The decorations are kind of like Art Nouveau kitsch, not quite as like fancy old as they once seemed for a moment. Like something just kind of changes in your view, and things look a little more run down than they did before. And you have a thought, and both of you, Stanley, you'll remember Travis inviting you here, so you do remember that. But I'd like you to both tell me why the sorcerer spoke to both of you directly, like he knew you, before doing whatever it was you did before tonight, becoming a vampire. What was that conversation? This is separately or together? And why does he know both of you? Stanley, I don't know. I mean, it sounds like 
though this is meta because Travis doesn't know it. Um, the boss, the master, is the boss from the criminal organization that you and Briggs I've had are some part dealings of. with tentatively. So, so maybe we all had dealings with them tentatively, and maybe while well, he he's also a vampire, he's part of that organization, the sorcerer, and we remember him from that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, you yeah, guys feel free so to discuss did, and come up with what it is. It's totally fine. Because um, you wanted to know why we had the coffee, why we know him. Exactly. Why You obviously know him. It's not just like a, not, I mean, not like a best friend, no, maybe it could be. It's, it's up to you. But how and why do you know that guy? And in what context, right? What In what context do you know him? You're familiar with him. Familiar enough that he would invite you to this thing to do what you did. You remember... Wasn't he, like, kind of giving off side missions that didn't come through the regular chain? Yeah. I think he was, he seemed to be, to have some sort of, what's the word that I'm looking for? He kind of had... His own agenda? Yeah, agenda. That's the word I was looking for. He was definitely, seemed like he was up to something, and inside of the organization... Uh, the syndicate that we have all touched bases with initially. Um, he was doing something Kept like coming to a side off, projects. Off the books jobs, yeah. Yeah, I think we had probably ended up working on one of those off the books jobs together and did well. But it was also clear that we as individuals were looking for something some sort of change so right. maybe that's that, uh, why he our whole ended team up inviting what's that and i was i think maybe you and i were the contact but our whole team wound up we got our team involved and our mm-hmm. whole team wound mm-hmm. up completing a, a side job or two for him sure yeah instruct. perfect if anybody is at five or ten if you're there i don't think so quite yet before we move on please mark what you are going to pick up next choose another advantage or what they're called a i'm bad at this remembering the names of things choose another move your a special move yeah dun 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 i think i'm gonna take strip shirt strip search good song and move yeah, the move, when attempting to figure someone out, you may use intellect or awareness in replace of rapport, or if using rapport, gain a plus one on the attempt. So that turns my plus two into a plus three on figure someone out, and we'll do that. Torn between collision and war pigs. I know we're not trying to hurt people, but... I love both those songs. Nah, I'm going to go collision. I'm not supposed to hurt anybody, so I don't want to do more trauma. Collision. Got it. So, gents, you all end up back at the bar. Mm-hmm. And by about the time your friends sit down, you get Brenda's attention. Excellent. I drain my flask. And yep. Same, actually. Yep. Okay. Does that. I gained a stress. Does taking a hit from the flask remove a stress? It does. Perfect. Cool. Because I definitely forgot to mark that on my sheet, so now I just won't mark anything. <laughs> and, and, and I'll let you know, I'm ad-libbing that, but there should be some yeah. thing for drinking the thing 
that vampires need. <laughs> Makes sense to me. So, Brenda, this really is a very interesting uh, evening. Had a lovely sit-down chat with the mistress. That was eye-opening. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I see. Hold on a second. Who needs a drink? I mean, who doesn't need a drink? I put my flask out, and I also ask for an old-fashioned. Flask fill, old-fashioned. I will have uh, a martini, one onion, no olives, and vodka martinis. Like three olives or something like that. Something nice and robust. You got it. You got it. How about the two of you? What do you got on tap? I mean, it's mostly wealth, but I can make a... I can make a heck of a drink. No, 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 tap. I'm looking for beer, man. Beer. Oh, you're looking for beer? You got any Coors Light? Sam you Adams? Know, we don't have it on tap, but uh, we definitely got a case of it. I'll take a Captain and Coke. Two ice cubes. All right. And, uh... Good. When I take a, uh, my flask, when I get the glass, I'm going to put two drops in the Captain... Or, I'm going to get two drops on my finger and put it on the rim to see if I can get, uh... Captain and Coke to taste like it used to. Because it just doesn't taste as flavorful as it used to taste. Right on. <laughs> you think it's blood that it's missing? I now like this. I gotta try to bring this up to what I now like. Right, right. Or maybe just show the blood in the Coke. Well, I was gonna say, so some of the scraps that we got into, Liwanika, if uh, your Captain and Coke is missing the taste of blood, that actually doesn't sound off off point. All so, that far off? Uh, I'm not saying that I, that's I have it, that's not have Captain diet with a bloody lip. That has probably happened. Yeah. <laughs> there, is, there is a likelihood there. Yeah. yeah. I'll be making your drinks for a moment. Let's have that conversation. Yeah, the mistress is, a, is an interesting woman. Oh, yeah. I guess I was surprised by by her manner I, I guess i didn't really know what to expect and it takes quite a bit to surprise me i tend to be uh, to be very observant as a keen watcher of people but even still she was she was surprising yeah, i can't even quite put my finger on it i yep my friend here has mastered the art of saying stuff without saying anything at all mm-hmm. yeah i i don't really even at all know what he's talking about you know I, what i did want to ask you about brenda is all of this security around here, if all of us are just kind of having a good time and all of us are on the same side, why the security? Like, what could possibly happen around here that would get this kind of, would get the attention of the security team here? I mean, if a fight broke out, I would definitely get their attention. I am definitely trying to pull information from her in some way. So give me i I'm going to say probably... Persuade? Okay. Yep. Yeah. Uh, however, you have a negative two ongoing for this. Negative two? Oh, really? She's a bartender. Man. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. All right. All right, I'll do it up here. Let's see here. Oh, that's not good at all. Okay. Probably doesn't... No, nah, it doesn't count as investigate, does it? Investigate's a separate thing? Yeah. Okay, so that was... It's a, with the minus two, it's, it is a... That's a, a four. So, four? Yeah. All right, well, mark a discovery. Woohoo. And you're asking these questions about the mistress, right? Yeah. And I would like you to tell me how you came into the employ of Jeanette, who is the mistress. Ooh. Ooh. 
I'd forgotten that I worked for her until just now. I'd forgotten her name even. And maybe this is why uh, she was so mysterious to me. I Something had kind of stuck out and I just kind of put my finger on it. But Aristotle first met Jeanette when he was a freshman in college. He had this weird high school experience where he was never really the cool kid and, and so he went off to college and was kind of bound and determined to to remake himself into a new image and uh, to be more confident and more outgoing and uh, everything like that. Kind of put his old, uh, his old experience uh, behind him and he met Jeanette. He was feeling lonely and just kind of poking around like the personal ads in the uh, the local CD music scene newspaper and he'd responded to a personal ad for someone that was looking for a good time but that was willing to pay and so he responded to it and that's when he met Jeanette and realized that he was not he was not going to be spending his evening with her but to another client of hers, she served as a middleman or a middlewoman between uh, two parties who were interested in the same goal. And as a poor college kid, this was a easy way for him to make money on a Friday and Saturday night from people that that didn't ask questions and didn't pry too deeply. These weren't the kind of people that wanted to get to know him. They just they just wanted him for the evening so that's when he realized that his tastes were varied wonderful wonderful i love it so you you know that though you're unable to so what was it what was the question that you asked her first so i will respond with her sure yeah yeah so i was trying to find I, i was trying to pry for information on the kind of things that draw the attention of the security team because it strikes him that there's more security here than he would think for for such a an affable group but there doesn't seem to be too much fighting or anything going on everyone seems to be on the same sides he's trying to get specifics on what has happened in the recent past so though, though you failed that that challenge right that doesn't seem something terrible for her to give up she goes a fight would definitely distract them but somebody leaving this place who's not supposed to leave this place would cause a lot of attention hmm you don't say are trying to leave this place who's not supposed to leave this place. Interesting. So why such a hard on about about staying? Like what's uh, what's going on with that? And that's why she, that's when she has refilled the flask. <laughs> she jiggles it, hands it back to Travis, sits down, rigs drink, and goes, "I think the answer to that question." As she's juggling the the flask You're full of people that you. can't be trusted in the outside huh as she's handing the flask back to me can i try and get another or get a read on her i don't think i had really interacted with the bartender up at this point yeah give me a figure someone out uh, three. good thing i have a plus three <laughs> uh so that is actually that brings that up to a nine total okay so so you will get determine her current motives determine one special ability she has Determine what concerns her or determine her emotional and mental state. However, you'll either suffer stress or make a hard choice. I think I'm going to determine what concerns her. Okay. And I will make a hard choice. Okay. You're reading her. She's talking to the group of you, right? 
her care for the people at the bar seems sincere to most people, but what concerns her is she's obviously pumping Aristotle for information as much as he's pumping her for information. <laughs> she's looking for something. You're not sure why, you're not sure what, but there's definitely something she is looking for. And you are taking a hard choice. You get a... Is there a way to send a private message? No, not, not really, okay. unfortunately. That, that's fine. Then all of you need to pretend like you don't hear this. Um, <laughs> because this is a figure someone out. Wait, wait, and this is this? a hard choice. You're certain she's a narc. She's a narc? Yeah. Yeah, from the way that she's going for information, you think she might be... A, I don't a narc undercover. You're not sure what, but you've been around enough to be like, wait a She's, minute, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I'm certain you know your hard choice at this moment in time. I I do know my hard choice. I'm not gonna say anything right now, but if I get a sense that something is going to happen that I don't want, then I will basically de- deter things as needed. And that is as much as I'm going to say so that no one else knows what's up just yet. So Sounds great. Amazing. She puts on the, or she puts out the martini. It is uh, shaken, not stirred. Fabulous. Fabulous. Two olives. <clears throat> so really just fighting. That's really, that's all that happens around here? No, I mean, honestly, if somebody who's not supposed to leave tries to leave. Right, right, I, right. I, I guess the cavalry to call. Well, so... Okay, when this party is over, where do we all go? Probably home. Where if we, if we can't leave, how do we get home? Did you take the bus to get here? Did you drive here? Do you remember? I'm not. I don't, don't remember have, how I got yeah, here. How we got here is not really that important. But I think what our friend is saying is that not everyone is barred from leaving. Is what it sounds like. But certain people might be. So should an occasion arise where one of those certain people is trying to leave unallowed, then that would cause a, a ruckus. Hmm. It would. It definitely would. I think the people who shouldn't leave, I mean, not personally, but I'm going to guess that they're much in the situation that you are. She kind of looks out over just the giant crowd that's everywhere. How do you know who they are? As you're pouring the flask around your thing, only so many people have those. Fair enough. How many of those tonight? There's at least ten of you. Though I haven't seen one of them for a while. Oh, Not sure so what happened to her. Oh. I guess I just assumed that they were more common. Doesn't seem like it. Intriguing. Seems like whoever has those flasks has a... A special deal or something like that worked out. Yeah, something like that. Hmm. Kind of us, huh? I would like each of you to take a stress. Uh-oh. As a narrator move, I'm going to invoke motherfucker. <laughs> mm. Nice. God damn it. <laughs> you guys are being confronted with what's going on with you right now by someone who you think you're not supposed to tell, but obviously knows something, right? Mm-hmm. 
Because yeah. only certain people have these flasks. So she's in on the know enough to know what the flasks are. But she's but she's rooting for more information. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna kind of make a subtle gesture to my friends that we should maybe stop this conversation with her right now. How do you do that? That's a good question. I just ask her. Are you supposed to be uh, asking? I mean, I'm a bartender, man. That's what I do. People tell me their problems, and uh, I ask. I think maybe we've uh, we've bothered Brenda in- enough here. She's got a busy bar. We should go enjoy the party. When I asked that question, the purpose was to get her reaction. Did she look nervous that I was asking about whether or not she should be asking? Okay. So she's steel. She is. Cold steel. All right. Last bit of this conversation, Travis, was now that he's got a flat surface in front of him again. This time he rolls two extra joints with a look at Stanley. Hey, man, it's it's going to help. Don't worry. We got, we got a friend. It's cool. Then he rolls the third one and lights it. Travis, and they say, come on, let's go find a comfy couch again. I will pull the uh, the little bag out of out of my pocket real subtly, and I will, I'll look at Stanley and say, oh, you know what, Stanley, I'll, I'll catch up with you guys later, but come here. Give your brother a hug. Oh, okay. And I'll give him a hug. And I will, uh, first of all, slip a little bag in your left pocket, and then real subtle, I'm staying at the bar. You guys get the key card, but I can't be seen leaving. Careful what you say to Brenda. Yep. Don't tell her anything else. Done. I scowl. And I'll just pat uh, pat them on yeah. the back and, and be like, all right, we'll see you in a little bit. Come I'll, catch I'll up catch you guys us. later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I right. got someone coming. Yeah. Yeah, and that was enough that you guys didn't catch their little exchange against Loud Bar. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so looks disappointed he didn't get hugs. so aristotle stays at the bar uh yes and the rest of you take off and go to where i'm gonna follow his lead yeah is there is the lounge adjacent to uh, this as well i think that's probably where we should go then okay find out if there's an open yeah booth absolutely once we're out of earshot travis who remained very quiet at the bar jumps in with is it just me or she seemed awful interested in trying to get us to try to talk somebody into leaving. Like she was pushing for it. We never uh, even I think said she we was were trying to cause a, a suggestion. You know, I think. But we never I'm, even said we were trying to cause a ruckus or a distraction. Aristotle yeah. just asked why all the security. She's like, oh, because <laughs> what if they leave? It would really cause a ruckus if you try to get somebody to leave. She said that three times. Yeah. She did. Here's- you know, she was awful. She was really fishing as well. Like she's trying to get something on somebody. Yep. So I Brenda's think whether it's trying problem. to get somebody to leave or trying to get some information, it's not, I don't think it was uh, just a personal interest. Yeah. So maybe here- she's got somebody else she reports to, yeah. if you know what I mean. The problem is, mm-hmm. as I said before, we're looking at two lieutenants who are possibly getting ready to go to war against each other. We don't know who she reports to. Oh, I don't think she reports to anybody that's here, is what I'm telling you. She must be a Van Helsing. I'm, I'm not laughing. 
Don't pay any attention to the man behind the curtain. <laughs> man trying really hard not to look at you right now. But yeah, basically that, that's what I'll, I'll say is I, I think she's reporting to some someone outside. What the hell do the noise boys have to do with this? I mean, <laughs> they got a couple good albums, but I mean, <laughs> three maybe four. But damn, it's it's got nothing to do with the shit we're in right now. What the hell are you talking about? You said Van Halen. What the hell's what the hell does Van Halen have to do with anything? I didn't say Van Halen. I said Van Helsing, like in the movies. It's like, like a she's vampire all fishy about vampires here in the club. Stanley, you really got to do something a little less geeky with your life. Yeah, but I'm still Travis. I'm still Travis. Travis, you get you both knew about it. I'm not wrong. <laughs> well, Look, man, I, I spent a lot of time on the road. I got time to read, so. Maybe you didn't have a stick up your ass all the time. You'd go out and see a movie, too. You want to hit? I did. I've seen a lot of movies. Goodfellas was awesome. And I hear they're working on a new one. It's going to be uh, out in Vegas somewhere. Uh, but but it's got all the good guys from Goodfellas back in it. I don't think Leota's in this one. All right. That might be worth well, watching someday when it comes out. I'm sure it will be great. Uh, Scorsese really knows how to make a film, so I trust him. I mean, uh, um, I, I can but what, what we're saying here is, Briggs, if you would maybe open up a book occasionally, it might help you out, be a little bit uh, swifter on the uptake here. What's going on is nothing to do with Van Halen, but I think our bartender friend might work for people who were trying to get rid of people like us that have been turned. Or just get information about what goes on in here. Some outside source. We don't really know exactly what, but we we can only speculate. But she's not to be trusted. That's what what I know for sure. Then either of the lieutenants, that's our in. We have a suspicion about the bartender. All other reasons. Oh, yeah, and we're going to have to make a choice there, too. We don't have an option. We can't try to write it down. We have to back somebody. Yeah. We, We may not have to reveal who we choose yet and I still lean towards the mistress. I'm going to be clear. Mm. I'm, I'm with you, Travis. Though I'm kind of starting to get this well, feeling that maybe we used to work for this other guy too and I don't know that's confusing. If I, I, I do like the idea though of causing a ruckus by trying to get someone out although I do have an in with the DJ so if she can help us make a scene more or less, when I give her a signal. We could save the, trying to make get somebody to leave as a last resort, because otherwise we're just playing into creepy Brenda's hands. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Try and cause a fight. We don't, we could, we still got other options too. I mean, we could straight up try to do the ruse with Aristotle and his would-be girlfriend, or st- honestly, we could walk up and be like, hey, we worked for the sorcerer before, we worked for him still. We need to get downstairs. They start acting funny, we can be like, it's about the mess that happened earlier up there, because nobody else knows about that but us. It's an option as well. Downside is we try any of those. Once we play it once, we walk back up to them stairs. Not like we could show back up a little later and, hey, you right. don't remember me from before. We go with the direct approach, and if things go wrong, we get the distraction, and then we get the feck out. Because whatever horse we're backing, I'm walking out of this track. We need information regardless. Because it seems like uh, I'm really starting to get the, the feeling there might be a little bit more at stake here than just whether or not we have a good time at the party. Let me just tell you this. At the end of the day, 
Wait, did I just make a vampire joke? I said there might be more at stake here. Shit, I'm sorry. <laughs> God damn it, Travis. Sometimes yeah. the gods of humor smile on you. Sometimes they don't. Fair. I'm just saying at the end of the day, I work for the big boss. I don't work for his lieutenants. Ain't gonna do us no good. We don't want if we wind up dead before we see him now, will it? My point is whatever's going on between these two. They are hurting his organization. They're both. Oh, he needs to know. Oh, Hell yeah. That's definitely going to happen. And that's, we'll be, that, that is the back that we do in the end, no matter what. We give him all the information unless somebody right, really right. convinces I, us otherwise. I think either way, we are going to have to make a choice between one or the other at some point. I think. Yeah. It seems Travis, you and I both seem pretty aligned with uh, the mistress. So. Well, uh, I don't at the same time like either, I'm remembering but I understand the style of this sort yeah and I get it that's kind of what I'm seeing I mean the mistress has been nice but that's her way she uses honey and, and niceness and I mean the other guy's an asshole but he at least admits he's an asshole I can respect that hmm I still don't know that I would uh, want to be on his side after what he's done and what I'm remembering about him it's got some no. something going on you do recognize. Mr. seems genuine in her concern. I think that, and I thought it was weird upstairs too. I even called him on it. I think he set that shit up. Like he put us in danger to see what we could do. He does not have our best interests at heart. But I'm, I'm not saying she does neither. Nope. Yeah, nope. she's certainly going to be more concerned for herself over anyone else. But I think her concerns are certainly broader than his. Uh, from what I can tell so far. care about whether you walk out of a situation you're in a wrong line of business altogether. Oh, yeah. We're talking about how we can make sure we walk out of this situation. Exactly. Exactly. But I hear what you're saying, because, yeah, you're right. You can't sit around waiting on a choice. So, Aristotle. Yeah. You were at the bar. Yeah. Your friends have walked away. And now, what are you doing? Brenda's still there. So, now that I know that there are only a dozen or so of us with the flasks. I want to take a real good look from where I am and see at least who else at the bar is getting their flask filled and start start understanding, start looking and see who else is around. Give me an investigate. And I get a plus two on my investigate, and it is, investigate is awareness. Yes. Uh, awesome. That is a ten. All right. So you'll get a plus one going forward on one action related to the answer you receive. Okay. And just use that when, you know, I'm cool with you calling when it's appropriate. Same for everybody. If you got something like that, just call when it's appropriate and use it. What item or object here is most useful to me? That could be good. Mm -hmm. What here is not what it appears to be also. Also What happened here recently? Probably not as useful. Mm -hmm. What do I need to be wary of potentially? Who should I be paying attention to here? Oh, who should I be paying attention to? Yeah, let's. All right. That's exactly so what I'm down asking. at the other side of the bar, there are two other people, a lady and, and a gentleman. And they also have walked up to the bar with a flask. Okay. They're um, sitting there. What, what do they look uh, like? One's like your typical oh, 90s goth dude. And the other one, she's, she's obviously like someone in the art scene. Mm-hmm. Right? Not goth. Yeah. But definitely an art person. Okay. Just her hair, the colors she's wearing and whatnot, like the mixture, like the one dude is legit like I, I am a goth guy. 
Are, are we talking like sundresses and combat boots art scene? Or are we talking like jeans, flannel, and uh, like a like a white undershirt underneath the flannel kind of art scene? Like what? Fla- okay, yeah, yeah, okay. So grunge artsy, chucks yeah. and like she's short hair. Still. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yep. She's still rough, but like a uh, art yep. scene. Cool, cool. She does okay. something. You're certain she does something. You don't know what. Yeah, I will, in all of my prime 80s retro mod fashion, walk over to them and say, it appears that the three of us are at the same party. And even the party within the party. I'm Aristotle. Oh, yeah? Indeed. The guy just goes, Robert. Says nothing else. She's like, Aristotle. Huh. You look kind of familiar. Hmm. Do I? Tira. Tira. Excellent. Got a flash too, huh? I do. Are you uh, new in town? Mm, no. Nope. From town. Hmm. Is this your first time at the party? It is. Yeah. Hmm. How did How did you get here? I must have done something right, because I woke up here and. Um, now I'm drinking from this flask. Mm-hmm. I would totally agree with you. That's what I seem to recollect also, that I uh, must have done something right, because I woke up and here I was. Interesting. <clears throat> we didn't know anybody else was here. We thought it was just uh, our little group. There are more of you in your group? Oh, yeah, there's, uh, there were. We still don't know where Sheila went. But, yeah, there's, uh, there's at least three more of us. Yeah, there's a. I've I've got some friends here too. Okay, but they're off. They're off. I am much more of the uh, sit in the corner with my hands across my chest, pretending not to look like I'm having a good time at the dance kind of dancer. They are much more of the uh, pop as much ecstasy as they can take and, and mingle with the with the DJ dancer. So we're just we're having different experiences at the party right now. That's yeah, yeah. You're sitting with the cool kids now. So, exactly. Uh, right. Exactly. So how's your night been? What's anything? Weird going on with you? Mm, I mean, no. Really? I mean, Aside from nah. this flask of blood that I'm drinking. Could I get like a trick or mislead on that? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you better get some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's a seven. Whew. Okay, you. So they, they believe your bluff, but either they play along and are suspicious of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, they wholly believe you, but you gain a stress for trying to play this off. Or they believe you, but you put yourself in a bad position. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'll take the bad position. Huh. Okay. Nothing strange for you, huh? Why? Anything uh, strange happened to you? I mean, plenty of things, man. We were just kind of leans in your ear. That's, oh. that's plenty strange now, you know? Well, okay, so the, uh, that. I mean, other than that... Like, I swear I've seen you at like an art opening or something. Like, I thought you'd be more no, keen, man. No, see, it wasn't the art. It wasn't the. Uh, it wasn't the art opening. We had a class together. We. It was my sophomore year in college. It was art one fifty six with that really super eccentric sculptor who had the class all about like abstract metal ceiling hanging stuff like it was this like the like bizarro looked like friggin wind chimes understand it's not bizarro i think i remember you now like you didn't get it i did not get it that was not my thing That's, first you know, <laughs> guilty uh, <laughs> all right 
Not everyone does, I guess. Yeah. What about what about you, Robert? What are how's your night going? It's great. Yeah. I would do this is yeah, stoic silent type, I see. I like that. Could I oh how much fun do I want to have with this? As much fun as possible. Cool. So if he is going to be playing it off as totally like stoic and stone-faced and everything like that i want to hinder i want to disrupt his current mode of action and hinder him and try to get him to open up a little bit try to get him to spill his inner secrets that kind of thing right on give it to me know that i used to do this all the time in neo in chicago yeah to gruff yep. golf guys were like totally cool i'm like yeah man let's see Reflexes or subtlety? Or is it re- subtlety? Cool. So that is a ten. Great. All right. Yeah. They suffer you, negative you. two penalty yeah. on their selected uh, to their selected action. Yeah. And yeah, I'm just trying to get him to open up. I'm like, oh, come on, the stoic subtle type. I'm poking at him like I'm trying to tickle him or something. Like, oh, come on, open up a little bit. Come on, you're having a good time. This is the night of your life, right? Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, this is awesome. I, I pretty much. I mean, it, he kind of looks. He looks guarded. Like, before he says much more, he kind of looks around, like, to see if anybody else is paying attention. It's like, all right, listen, you got somewhere away from the normies we can go talk? Because, like, I was meant to be this man. Yeah, tell you what. Let me go secure that spot. You know what? I know exactly where we need to go, but I need you to wait here for just a minute. Can you meet me? Can you give me five minutes? I'll be right back. Yeah, I mean, we're waiting to get served anyway. All right. All right, Brenda will take good care of you, and I'll just, I'll just, I know she's, she's awful, like, bartending around and everything like that. All right, and then, <laughs> cool, and then I will, I will prance off to the lounge uh, and see if I can find where my compatriots are. I love pretty, you described it as prance. Yeah. <laughs> I love that you described it as prance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty easy to find your friends. Yeah. Uh, they're just finishing their conversation as you're walking up. Because again, it's not that far, but there are enough people that it takes a moment to get there. Yeah, yeah. So it seems that we could potentially have some options depending on how we want to proceed here. Because I think that I found the right people to serve as as patsies to might be able to even convince one of them to just leave altogether. And I have a beautiful woman coming downstairs in a bikini at any minute to take me down to the basement. So I'm totally fine with plan A. How do you know these two are, are so going to be so ready and able and willing to leave? Because they're dumb. Fair. Yeah. Right now. Do you kind of bring us up to speed on who you just interacted with then? or? I mean, I could if you want me to. I just, yeah, just trust I want to know me. more just about me. They're dumb. So. Okay, one, one of them is like this totally typo negative, opath listening motherfucker who like wears all, like I'm sure even his underwear is black. He is so goth and he's just, he's, he's just like having the night of his life. I've been built, I was born for this. He's one of those types. And the other one, Katie or Stacy or something, I forget her name, whatever it was, but she's like, totally this like art snob who like i don't know whatever she's like less i don't she's like less he though i betcha that if i betcha we could properly motivate him to that go live his dark fantasy out on the town oh yeah that's that's absolutely what i was thinking yeah say hey you don't need to wait for the master's approval go out into the world and be a vampire Lo- load him up with some cocaine and send him out in the world. Absolutely. So you're the Dark Knight. I'm Batman. One of those. I'd be. He'd be perfect. I could be about that. 
Make it happen. We still gotta wait for the key card. Have we got the key card yet? Well, you're just making fun of Batman because that's not okay. <laughs> if joining the Tabletop Journeys actual play games sounds like the kind of fun you're looking for, be sure to check out patreon.com slash ttjourneys where patrons of the Tabletop Journeys podcast not only get early access to all of our episodes, but they get the opportunity to play in our monthly actual play games where the dice are wild and we make every roll legendary. Now I was making fun of the squad at the bar. Sometimes I gotta admit it. Sometimes when you talk, you just go on and on for so long, I kind of tune you out. So I just have to check back in. <laughs> All right. Do we, have, do we have the key card yet? Not yet. They have not. Just not. Someone hasn't, or she hasn't come back around just yet. Hmm. All right. Got, hmm. You got that feeling. I mean, we do kind of need to wait for that, right? Okay. Hey, when you're sitting around at a restaurant when, when your food ain't come yet, surest way to get your food to come is a lot of cigarettes. So, let me help us out. <laughs> and he pulls a joint from behind his ear. <laughs> and lights it totally up. Totally fair. Light him up. What, uh, so who does what right now? I'm just going to sit Could down on the, on the couch, yeah. I'm just going to sit down on the couch. So, like, flop down, like, triumphantly. And I have found the patsy. I'm going to lament the fact that there's nothing that's going to make this cat and go taste good again. And I'm just going to set it down and continue drinking from the class. All right. Riggs, funny enough, I'd like you to mark a discovery. Okay. Because that Jack and Coke tastes just fine right now. And you're very confused. Because that red liquid tastes an awful lot like grenadine right now. So I'd like you to tell me, why does do the couches you're sitting in look stained? Why does your drink taste normal? And why does the red liquid taste like grenadine? I can only think that somebody slipped me something. Like they had to, somebody had to do something because all night I've been getting this drink and it has not tasted right. Nothing has tasted. And who the hell puts grenadine in the Captain and Coke? And if that's what it tastes like. No, it's not the cap. Oh. It's what's in your flask that's the grenadine. Oh, okay. That tastes like grenadine. And the last time I... It's thicker. Yeah, the last time I remember grenadine, it was in a bottle of Zima, for crying out loud. It's college days. <laughs> I, thought I, was, I thought I was one of the cool kids drinking Zima. I really wasn't. But if you were going to have Zima, you had to have grenadine in it, because that's the only way you could class it up a little bit. And I just remember having so much that night. I Did you explode like a shaking soda can? Yeah, not quite, but I remember on this particular night, like, I was fighting with somebody for him. Like, were, one of them was empty. I had with two fists in. I was completely gone. I, I don't even think I was on a chair. Might have been in a stairwell or something, and people were trying to take it out of my hand. And all I remember is that it was mine. It was going to stay mine. I was going to... Nobody was going to take it from me, and I was going to get and keep what was mine. Uh, I didn't come into this world with much, but I certainly was going to keep my two Zimas with Grenadine. All right. 
to Riggs. Now, because of this, you, you feel extremely hungry. But the drink tastes like the drink should, but that red liquid ain't hitting like it was before. You have a negative one ongoing. You suffer a trauma and a stress currently because the zombie Damn. eaters have gotten to you, man. Now, you're not entirely certain why all this happened, but for a moment there was like, why does this taste like this? Something's going on. Something's going on. You're not sure what right now. And I'm really hungry. Yeah, you're really hungry. What's Rick's favorite food? I don't know if it's his favorite, but whenever he's uh, been on a big job or whatever, He's always gone for those, just something real basic. McDonald's cheeseburgers, no ketchup. You are craving the shit out of that right now. Like, I could just go for a bunch of them. Yep, yep. For the rest of you guys, you're just chilling here. I'm gonna be looking uh, for You leave the folks at the bar waiting? Uh, yep, I, I told them that I would be back in a few minutes, and so I'm trying to buy some time so we can get the key card. Yeah. Okay. So what you all see, you're in the lounge. Walking towards you is the pretty girl who is now gorgeous in a bikini. It's a red bikini. She stands out. Mm, she and it sure hides does. very little. She doesn't have her little clutch purse on her. She walks up to you guys, smooches Aristotle on the cheek. Mm-hmm and whispers to you, reach in my panties. I will slide my hand up her thigh. You get up into, it's not a string bikini, right? It's, it still covers a few things, but it doesn't cover much. Enough, right, yeah, yeah. You find a key card there. There's a little plastic card there. Excellent, that's a surprise. I'm gonna real subtle pull the key card out she and gives a little, uh, th thank like her for her trouble here. <laughs> while I'm there. She got no issues doing whatever you're doing. Do I need to make any sort of a roll to go ahead and try? So I'm definitely going to try to palm the key card so that nobody else can. You don't need to make a roll at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. You can just do it. Awesome. So I, I palm the key card and uh, give her a, a smooch on the cheek and thank you. This has been beyond my expectations so far. Um, so, where's your swim trunks? Or are you Anybody? just gonna go skinny dipping? I never like wear swim trunks. Why don't, do you wanna meet me in the pool? Or do you wanna join me downstairs? I thought you wanted to get the pool supplies. Mm. And she like looks at you hungrily. We definitely need some, yes, pool supplies. I will, again, just real, try, trying to real uh, subtly pocket the, the key card as I will stand up and say, gentlemen, I have some business to attend to and I'll look at her downstairs. Don't worry though, I'll be safe. I have what we, and I'll look at the at the woman, I have what we need. What are you guys, what are you guys doing? Mm, guys yeah. I'm looking to see if one of the waitresses has any of those cheeseburgers. Mm -mm. <laughs> but what you do notice 
not those specific ones, but there is a there's a kitchen that caterers walk in and out of and like occasionally and put some food on a table for people to go nosh on. And there's that. I'm gonna head towards the kitchen. You head towards the kitchen. <laughs> Riggs, where are you going? <laughs> Where's he going? Complications. Uh, Riggs, we're trying to do something here, man. I think I'll let you go, but I'll uh, kind of watch from a distance. So if they're gonna wander off, I will follow, not close behind, but keep an eye on them. Okay. And you're talking about Aristotle and Trish. Trish. Okay. Yeah. Is anybody going with Riggs or? I'll follow Riggs trying to get him to come back. Yeah. All right. You're following Riggs? All right. All right. I will ask this. We're going to go with uh, Riggs first, if y'all don't mind. Nope. So Riggs and Travis, you're following Riggs, like trying to get his attention. What are you, how are you, how are you doing that? Because hey, it is we're loud. There's a lot of people. Right. Well, I grab him by the shoulder and I kind of lean into his ear. Hey, man, we're supposed to be doing this thing over here. What's going on? Got to get something. What do you need? Oh, I look over at where Josh and his bikini-clad strumpet are heading towards the stairs. How much time it looked like we got? Can we make it to the buffet table? You probably don't have a whole lot of time. You can probably make it to the buffet table, but he's going to the kitchen, and the buffet table is, like, in the opposite direction of both the kitchen and the door downstairs. How about we go over to the buffet table, see what they got, and then we grab something real quick and then meet up with the guys over by the stairs. Kitchen. I'm pretty sure I saw a cheeseburger over there. Give me a persuade. <clears throat> Eight. Riggs. I'm going to do something in, uh, different here. Tracks. They tell you something of value. They tell you a secret about the character. They give you an item of value. They assist you in your next action. Trying to get him to assist me on my action of going to the stairs to do what we're supposed to do. Totally fair. Riggs. He gives you an item of value. He's got to do something for you, or he gets a stress from you somehow, and you get to describe what that would be like. So he, I give him the stress in order to go with him. It's either you give or he gives you something of value to him because you're going to assist him on his next action. He's got to do something for you, or you inflict a stress on him in some way, and you get to describe any of those things and how they are but you are going to assist him on his next action the complications are the things you get one of those three things you get to decide i will go with you but you got to tell me honestly where your head's at even if it's not the course you wanted us to walk out of here with will you take will you follow my lead if it's the only way we can get out of here can i count on you back my play no matter what alright that was going to be a good burger and I'll turn around and go back to the and help him on his next task well before we go to my next task because you talked me into something to eat too because I've been smoking for a bit I got the munchies <laughs> we're going to swing by that buffet table see if we can score you a cheeseburger and me some wings uh, there's definitely uh, little mini burgers and some wings there what do you guys do? there's a, there's like salad there's shrimp uh, there's sushi there's all kinds of stuff right like they're kind of pulling out all the stops salad there's a wonderful fruit plate there's a bunch of like veggies and bread and cheeses like brioche and 
whatever. I grab a baskety plate thing and a crap ton of napkins and throw a bunch of really messy wings on my plate and start heading for the stairs while munching on them as I pass through the crowd. Okay. What do you do, Riggs? I take that cheap excuse for the burger I actually wanted and I follow him. All right. For you, Riggs, that burger is like the most delicious thing you've ever had. Your stress and trauma and the ongoing negative is gone. Travis, you bite into those wings and they're fucking horrible. They taste like ash. Yeah. You can't even get them down. I dribble some blood from the flask on them first. Not enough sauce. Tastes a little better. But it's still hard to gulp down food. I'll make like it is. Travis is walking along beside you as you dog out your cheeseburger. And he's like, oh. He tries the blood. Oh, I thought that's what I wanted, but apparently not. (laughs) And he just slides it onto a table by some people as he's walking by. But it is definitely a weird thing because you notice that Riggs is just mowing down that burger and seems like no problem. But for you, those wings were terrible. (laughs) Does he look different? Not just like bad wings, like like food just doesn't seem appetizing. That flask does. (laughs) Well, then I'll take a swig of the flask. That makes you feel a little better. Mm. That stress that you had earlier? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's, that's gone now. I'm kind of eyeballing him sideways as I sip at the flask and he mouths on a burger as we join our friends. All right. But does he look any different? Riggs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually. I'd like you to mark a discovery. And... There, there's something about the whole time you've been on this, like you, you felt a little, you know, less, right? Yeah, you're smoking the weed. Yeah, you're taking drugs. They're, they're working, but things just feel like you don't feel like alive. But like for the moment that Riggs is eating that sandwich and just enjoying the shit out of it, like he looks alive. It's like he feels alive. So I would like you to tell me what else in this scene, in, in the bar lounge area, coming up to the foyer, what else seems like it's not as nice as you once thought it was? Like every, what doesn't look as posh and vampire-y as it did before? When I thought it was weird when I slid that plate of wings onto the table where some people just happened to be sitting, I didn't even pay attention to whether or not they ate them or not, but I thought it was weird. The tablecloth had some stains and like a patch and the chairs were looking a little bit rickety. One of them was missing that slat that goes between the two legs on the front that you're supposed to be able to put your feet on and the guy sitting in it kept trying to put his foot there and it just kept falling back to the floor over and over again. All right, Aristotle and Stanley and the lady. You guys are walking over toward the foyer. Yep. The stairs down. What are you going to do? So I'm walking. So I'm trying to make it look like I'm just walking with like purpose, but just walking real like slower than usual because I'm not really sure what's going on with Riggs. I appreciate that Travis went to go fix whatever that is because all I know at this point is that that, that something's up with the plan. The plan has deviated and I'm not sure what's going on. So I'm just trying to play it off as like, 
I've got the hottest girl in this place. I know what's about to go down. Everybody look at me. Like I'm, I'm putting on like ultimate as putting out as much of a spotlight being as deliberate and slow as possible to go ahead and make sure that as many heads turn as possible as we make our way to the foyer. And so how does the foyer like, like the door to head down to the basement? Is it obvious what door it is that heads down there? Okay. And are there guards like actively keeping people from going down there? There are, yes. So you have two guards at the door to let people in and out from the outside. One standing at the foyer, or one standing at the, I'm sorry, one standing at the stairs down. And then one standing just beyond. The foyer opens up into the the bar and lounge area, right? Nope. The bar's like open top and open tables or whatnot, and the lounge area's a little to the side. So there's this little 20 foot by 15 foot space where the stairs down are in and the the way outside is at, and there are four guard in that area. One is just kind of looking inward to look at people coming toward the doors. Two are at the door and one is at the stairway down. Cool. All right, as I walk up again with like super confidence and purpose, I'm just gonna look at all the guards and say, you guys are doing a, you guys are doing a great job, but we appreciate you guys keeping us safe in here, making sure that that no fights break out. I've, I've got a date downstairs and I kind of head tilt towards the beautiful woman in the bikini next to me. Okay. What are the rest of you doing? Uh, yeah, so I think Stanley... So is there a place in the foyer where I can have an eye into the ballroom and have an eye on Aristotle as well? Okay. 100%. Yeah, I'm going to stand there and I'm ready to throw a signal to the, the DJ. I'm like kind of catching her eye that like... It's about to be go time. Um, It's lit. The foyer is the most lit place in here. It's like all the light before you come in to where it gets dark and party-wise, right? So it's easy to see you. She's up on a stage. Not a problem. When you give the go, the the distraction happens. And you'll have advantage on whatever it is you guys do. Whatever we try to do. Okay. Right. We'll see how this goes. (laughs) Everybody else, I guess. (laughs) So you guys are waiting for a moment, and mm-hmm. because it, it does take a moment for Riggs and Travis to catch up to you guys, they kind of went off down toward the catering bar and then came back up. So I'm gonna give a, give me a trick or mislead Aristotle. Uh, Against the guard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, please work. Please work. And she, you get a plus one on this. Because she is assisting you by going, we just need to go downstairs and get some pool supplies. We'll be right back. Amazing. That's a eight, nine, ten. Perfect. So plus one actually helped. Yeah, yes, it did. So yeah, yeah, you also gain advantage against the guard in yes. this current scene after this. It's about this time that Riggs and Travis walk up behind you guys. So what are you all what are you all doing? These two are about to head downstairs. How about the rest of you? Walking up with Riggs. So I say to him, if you can put your cheeseburger down, let's just step up behind him like we're his bodyguard. He's important, remember? I already ate the burger. I, I walk up uh, and basically take a position like you, like we're protection for Aristotle. All right. Yeah. Give me a trick or mislead. And one of you is going to assist the other. So it's up to the two of you 
who makes the main roll and who does the assist. Whoever does the assist rolls first to see if they actually assist. Okay. And uh, so you guys figure out who's doing that. I bet you're better at subtlety than me, Lee. Are you better at subtlety than me? And, uh, Stanley, are you calling the... Uh, I mean, yeah, it seems like we might not need that to get through is the thing, so... We might need it for you to be able to get on the back end of the train. Yeah, yeah, I think I, I will, and I'm going to hope that it's like strobe lights or something, that I'm going to try and bolt <laughs> after them and use overcome an obstacle, basically, to try and push my way past the guards along with the people. And I have plus one physical and plus one from the help from the of the DJ. So I think I have a good chance. Good chance. I hope. We'll see. So every, everybody, you roll that. The two you roll your trick or mislead. And I don't know who's assisting who, but I'll, I'll roll the trick. I'm assisting. Okay. Uh, for assisting, I got an eight. Eight? Twelve. I don't know what that is. Okay. So. Eleven. You will assist. Got it. That's good. Mike, you can't see it, but high five. They just kind of look at you all. You give a decent enough story. Riggs and, and Travis, you're propping like bodyguards. However, Travis, either you suffer the same complications as the assist character, which there weren't any, so that doesn't seem fair. Or you suffer a stress or trauma. Trying to like I'll take a stress. convince your way down. All right, so you take a stress just looking convincing enough like, yeah, I'm a bodyguard. Yeah, just believe I'm a bodyguard. Yeah. At the last okay. minute, at the last minute, I was feeling nervous, so I was trying to hope they didn't notice and just trying to look intimidating. Perfect, perfect. And you're, you're a bodyguard, your, but you're uh, also stoned as fuck, yeah. Right. <laughs> no, 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 that kind of triggers you all in a different way. And I'm gonna give each of you discovery with this, as I describe. The the lights actually, like there are strobe effects and they go crazy and the, all the lights in this whole place dim. And I go out for a moment, which gives you a second to just pass the so guards aren't really- Pretty natural speed, vampire speed. Exactly, and not a problem. You're just down before the rest of them are even going down the stairs, and they don't. <laughs> they get down to the stairs, and I'm like, oh, hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> exactly. Um, but the weird thing is, if this place is that awesome of a place and ran by these eternal vampires, then how can the fucking power go out so easily if the DJ just, like, kicks a couple switches and pushes the limiters a bit? So I would like each of you to mark a discovery. Mm -hmm. And this is where we will end the evening. <sighs> but I would like each of you to, as a group, tell me. I'm putting all this stuff together real quick and looking at the notes. Okay. I would like each of you to tell me the first job that all of you did for this organization together. Oh. All right. I think the easiest way to do this would probably be just kind of go where go around and each of us like one of us says a sentence and then it just builds yep, the story yep. from there. Yep. Uh, who wants to start? Or is it corpse? It sounds yeah. like you do, Josh. Okay, cool. All right. So I remember the jewelry store heist because it reminded me when I saw I, I was reminded of it the first time I saw Ocean's Eleven. Who's next? 
I think I want to go last on this if I can. All right. Okay. No worries. So, I'll jump in then. Uh, I mean, part of the reason that it was it had to be that kind of scheme where it was really thought out was we had no way to access this place after hours, so we had to figure out how to make it happen in broad daylight while the store was open and full of customers. Hmm. 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 So with that, then, I think we had to do similarly to what we have just done and have kind of like multi-level distractions going on. So especially with Aristotle and myself being really fast talkers, we had we stepped in to make ourselves the sort of vocal distractions, coercing or persuading or whatever to get the attention away from whatever was actually going on with our our other folks. At the end of the whole job, everything had gone very swimmingly, pretty much according to plan. A few minor complications here or there, but it looked like we had done what we were supposed to do, just get in, get the stuff, get out. None were the wiser. We were going to be, this was going to be one of the cleanest picks any crew for the boss had ever done. Except one guard found out like we were in the back we had gotten around the building or whatever and there was a guard who was on a smoke break or whatever and he caught us i waved off the rest of the crew to continue doing what they're doing said i got this Hmm. and i killed the guy in the alley never told anybody in the crew and when they asked i simply said i paid him off that's why it went off the whole time so i just gave him his cut and it was all set up to begin with. But, but that kill wasn't necessarily clean. It wasn't necessarily evidence-free. And there were breadcrumbs that could have eventually led back to the boss. And I'm remembering that's probably where the thought that there might have been a snitch came from. There wasn't really a snitch. It was we botched the job. That's amazing. I love you. I'm typing nice. this down. Give me one moment, fellas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, we're good. I will also add that that was my first kill for the boss. I'd managed working for this guy for the whole time until that moment without ever having to kill anyone. And it's not because I didn't want to or wouldn't willing to. It was just never had to. It was just good enough where it was never a necessity. Didn't never need to. Yeah. Yeah. And to me, that's the sign of a professional. You can do a job without having to. You're great. But I tell everybody that I paid the guy off. Whoever got him must have been somebody on the street, must have been something else, had nothing to do with that. All right. And with that, gentlemen, you make it downstairs.
Hey everybody, Josh from the Tabletop Journeys Podcast. We really hope that you enjoyed this five-part playthrough of The Real Thing RPG. Huge thank you to Jason Ward and Jason Piercy and the entire crew over at Accidental Cyclops Games for putting this together and for uh, letting us in on the action because it was a tremendous amount of fun. We are really pumped for this to be coming out and can't wait to get in on the Kickstarter when it launches. Also, huge thank you to Mike Daniel from the 19 Hits the Dragon podcast. Mike, you were the perfect Stanley, so we really appreciate uh, you coming and playing with us and dropping some dice. It was a great time. Seriously, go check this out. The Kickstarter goes live on March 15th. Go check out realthingrpg.com or just search for the Real Thing RPG on Kickstarter. You'll get it, but get in on this action. It is a fantastic amount of fun, and the Powered by the Apocalypse build that it's built on is fantastic. We know that we left this actual play on somewhat of a cliffhanger, and that is absolutely on purpose. So, if you want to find out what happens with our party once they make it down to the basement, if you want to find out what's going on with the master, the mistress, the sorcerer, what's going on with Brenda, what's going on with all the characters that you met throughout this actual play, the way to find that out, get in on the Kickstarter. If you like the gritty, gothy horror games of the 90s, like Vampire the Masquerade and all the old worlds of darkness stuff, you're going to have a ton of fun. And man, the roleplay opportunities that that this Powered by the Apocalypse build gave us were amazing. So well done to everybody over at Accidental Cyclops, and we hope that you enjoyed it. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you for joining us. This has been Tabletop Journeys. We would love to hear your feedback on our show today. Join us at www.ttjourneys.com, where you can subscribe to the blog to leave comments and see all the content that we publish beyond the podcast. You can also stay in touch by subscribing to our Twitter, at TT Journeys, by joining our Facebook group, Tabletop Journeys, or by sending an email directly to podcast at ttjourneys.com. And remember, if you want early access to all of our episodes, a chance to drop dice with your favorite hosts, and maybe even appear in one of our actual plays, you can join our Patreon to help support the show at patreon.com forward slash ttjourneys. You're listening to us on Stitcher, iTunes, Podchaser, Spotify, or Audible. We would appreciate it if you would like and subscribe to the podcast on that platform. Full episodes come out every week on Saturdays, and every Tuesday features our actual play episodes. Thank you for listening and for being a part of our growing community. And in the words of another traveler along our path, we bid you shade and sweet water.